Life Audio. Welcome back, listeners, to The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we talk about popular sayings that make their way through culture and churches, even though they are scripturally unsound. My name is Shara Donahue, and today we are wrapping up our holiday series as we start off a new year. I hope you enjoyed your New Year's celebrations and that they were filled with joy and retrospect as you looked to reconcile the events of the prior year with the hope and anticipation of what this next year could bring. A lot of upbeat, positive, motivational sayings often pop up around this time on the news and in social media, and today we are going to discuss one that I appreciate for its attempts at offering hope, but bristle at its limitations. We are talking about the saying, New Year, New You. The good news is that a new you is never limited to the flipping of a specific date. It is only bound by the teachableness of one's heart and one's willingness to yield to Jesus as Lord. Because Christ can make anyone new at any time. And as 2 Corinthians declares, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. In chapter 5, verse 17. Not only at the turn of a new year can the old be left behind. That is great news. And Lamentations 3.22-23 poetically reminds us that, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And Isaiah 43.18-19 and declares, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. All of these show us God can recreate, make something or someone new at any time. God both creates from scratch, ex nihilo. This is bara and also creates from other things like when he makes Adam from the ground or Eve from a rib. This is asa. God is unlimited in his ability to create new things at any time. The Lord's compassion and mercies are new each day. Let's look at the lesson that we can learn from that compact tax collector in Luke 19, 1 through 10, and how his new life came to him on an otherwise normal day once Jesus shows up. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. 
I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Too often we push off repentance, the turning from sin or distractions, and moving toward a more God-honoring behavior until a certain date, or an event, or a point where we finally hit bottom. But salvation and change can come today, just like it did for Zacchaeus. New mercies can also be experienced today. Today, hope can come. Today, compassion can come. Today, new life can come because Jesus is not bound by our understanding of time or the circumstances of our lives. So we step into the next year. We look to Jesus as we evaluate, think on, and establish new goals. As we reflect on what has been and what we hope will be, We can do it on the first of the year or the first of the week, but better yet, if God is leading us to change, no delay need be made. Today can be that day. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Waiting and wishing don't work out well for the world. And there's plenty of evidence attesting to humanity's efforts to change itself under its own power. And resolutions tend to be one of these attempts. People don't have to make resolutions every new year. And I don't think there's anything wrong with making resolutions every year. Now, sometimes personally, I find them a bit funny if I write them down and look back because Sometimes things change throughout the year. And honestly, the goal I have followed most faithfully each year is my yearly reading goal. But on Discover Healthy Habits, I read this interesting article because they've been updating statistics about New Year's resolutions for the last couple years. And my favorite section was about the successes and failures they reported. They said that success failure rates over the first six months are... 
Of those who make a New Year's resolution after one week, 75% are still successful in keeping it. After two weeks, the number drops to 71%. After one month, the number drops again to 64%. And after six months, 46% of people who make a resolution are still successful in keeping it. In comparison, they say, of those people who have similar goals but do not set a resolution, only 4% are still successful after six months. That last one I found really interesting because I've been a goal setter, not a resolution maker, but this shows that there is something to giving your goal a more powerful title. Discover Healthy Habits also reported that the reasons for failure were goals that were unrealistic or too many goals, people didn't keep track of their goals, and some people simply forgot what they were trying to do. Now, I empathize with that last one. I often have a goal when I leave one room and forget about it as soon as I step into the next. Fun fact, scientists have actually studied this and is now called the doorway effect. So I digress. We have covered that God can change us on any day and some of the reasons we can be unsuccessful at changing our behavior. But now I want to remind myself and you that as Christians, we are not simply after behavior modification, but we're after new hearts. I do believe goal setting is important if we want to see change. But let's take a few minutes to talk about setting goals that impact our hearts. Before we begin making a list of resolutions, goals, and dreams for the new year, it is always wise to ask the one who planned your entire existence first. He is the all-knowing, all-powerful God of the universe. Your mind cannot reach to the realities of the good he might have for you if you trust him. So in prayer, we begin by asking God what our goals should be. Then, as we pray, we take time to remember. We should not boldly begin to move blindly into the future. We must take time to thank the Lord for what he has done in this past year, while also acknowledging what worked and what didn't work. May God grant us the strength to stay the course if steps of faith have brought us new life. And also, may we have the strength through God, to leave behind the actions that brought death. Our yesterdays will bleed into our tomorrows if we do not take the time to turn from destructive habits that have torn down the dreams from the previous year. After we've gone to God to ask for wisdom and thankfulness, we ask Him then to reveal our motivations. We ask God, is this goal worth pursuing? What is the why behind it? If we are living to glorify God, we must run our desires through the filter of scripture and bring the motivations of our hearts for him to judge. We listen and allow him to help us separate that which is guided by the spirit and that which was birthed by our flesh. We are only on this planet for a set amount of years and few last longer than a hundred Time is short and we need not waste our moments chasing things that will not last. Almost as important as the why is the who. 
Paul writes in Philippians 2 that we should do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Those are verses 3 and 4. So we ask, who will this goal benefit if it is achieved? This does not mean that you can't make personal goals. If you want to exercise more, you are stewarding your life so that you can serve others longer. Maybe you want to hone a talent that brings enjoyment to the hearts of others. Or allow for more time to yourself so that you are kinder as you walk through your day. Making personal goals does not necessarily mean you are being selfish, but you should ask yourself what you will do for others in this next year. How will taking care of your body and time help? Okay, so we've covered the importance of running this by our Lord and Savior through prayer. But once we've talked to God, it is worth talking to someone who has done what we seek to do successfully. There is much wisdom to be gained from talking to someone who has already done what you hope to accomplish. Not only can they tell you what worked, but they can warn you about what didn't. It takes much less time to hear what mistakes to avoid than to learn the lessons the hard way. Proverbs 15.22 tells us, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. So, we've talked to God, we've talked to others who are wise, and then we make a plan. We can dream all we want, but without action, the goals will live in our imagination alone. Sit down and give yourself some deadlines or checkpoints. Mark what and when you want to accomplish things by a certain points of the year. Where will you be in one month, three, six, nine months? Ask some close friend to hold you accountable. And above all, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. As Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 tells us. A couple of questions to consider when you make that plan. First, part of making plans will be figuring out what needs to change. Most likely, some of the goals you make may actually be course correction. You have known you should change, but haven't wanted to and haven't done it. Change often involves discipline, which is what can keep us far from it. But as Hebrews tells us, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Chapter 12, verse 11. Next, identify what will tempt you to give up. Have you failed at meeting this goal before? Why? By knowing your weaknesses, you can be prepared to fight them and taste victory. Don't walk into temptation and have a plan for how to escape it. Finally, listeners, release the pressure and pursue peace. 
God knows you are not perfect, and so does everyone else. Jesus is the only one who has successfully lived a perfect life and thankfully has made a way for us to be covered by that grace. We can improve. We should seek to be more like Jesus, and we will grow. But whatever we do, may we do it for him. May we turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it, as Psalm 34, 14 says. And may we rest in the fact that we are loved by him who is the giver of dreams and the one who can do more than we ask or imagine. So let me pray for you and let's pray together as we kick off this new year as we seek to be more like Jesus on any day, at any time. Lord, thank you that we don't have to do everything in our own strength. Help us to seek you for the discipline and hope we will need to leave behind things that have hurt us and move toward things that will bring life and the life you have for us. Help us to hear from the Holy Spirit rightly as our hearts are examined by you. Guide us into the future with trust. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for thinking about goals and the ways God can change us with me today. The resources, books, and articles referred to can be found in the show notes at liveaudio.com slash podcast or on iTunes. And if you're over in the notes, we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast. It really does help others find us. And thank you again to all of those who have left a review. And until next time, as always as each day for this year, for the full future that is ahead of us. May you seek the abundant life Jesus died to give and live in the truth that sets people free. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.